Revelation chapter 19. We shared last week that this 19th chapter seems to shine a bright light on eschatology and the events that are going to take place. And in this 19th chapter, it begins a turning point in the events of eschatology. That is, now we see King Jesus take visible charge and destroy his enemies and exalt his followers. He has been in charge all along, but now we will see him and he will make his presence evident. This is what we're going to look at a little bit this afternoon. Last week, we looked at the first 10 verses. I want to read through verse number 15. And after these things, I heard a great voice of much people in heaven saying, Alleluia, salvation and glory and honor and power unto the Lord our God. For true and righteous are his judgments. For he hath judged the great whore which did corrupt the earth with her fornication, and hath avenged the blood of his servants at her hand. And again they said, Alleluia, and her smoke rose up forever and ever. And the four and twenty elders and the four beasts fell down and worshipped God that sat on the throne saying, Amen, Alleluia. And a voice came out of the throne saying, Praise our God, all ye his servants, and all ye that fear him, both small and great. And I heard, as it were, the voice of a great multitude, and as the voice of many waters, and as the voice of mighty thunderings, saying, Hallelujah, for the Lord God omnipotent reigneth. Let us be glad and rejoice, and give honor to him, for the marriage of the Lamb is come, and his wife hath made herself ready. And to her was granted that she should be arrayed in fine linen, clean and white, for the fine linen is the righteousness of the saints." And he said unto me, Right blessed are they which are called unto the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he said unto me, These things are the true sayings of God. And I fell at his feet to worship. And he said to me, See thou do it not. I am thy fellow servant, and of thy brethren that have the testimony of Jesus. Worship God, for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. And I saw heaven opened. And behold, a white horse, and he that sat upon him was called Faithful and True, and in righteousness he doth judge and make war. His eyes were as a flame of fire, and on his head were many crowns, and he had a name written that no man knew but himself. And he was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. And the armies which were in heaven followed him upon white horses, clothed in fine linen and white and clean. And out of his mouth doth a sharp, goeth a sharp sword, that with it he should smite the nations, and he shall rule them with a rod of iron. And he treadeth the winepress of the fierceness of the wrath of Almighty God. We have here a wonderful passage of scripture. But looking at last week's notes, point 1a, the hallelujah of the saints in heaven, verses 1 to 3. B, the hallelujah of the 24 elders and the four beasts, which we've seen learned are around the throne of God. 
Point C, the hallelujah of the great multitude in verse 5 and 6. D, the marriage of the Lamb announced in verse 7 and 8. E, the blessedness of those called to the marriage supper, verse 9. And F, John is overwhelmed by what he sees in verse 10. Then we come to verse 11 through 15. In verses 11 through 15, we find the grand presentation of the King of Kings. The grand presentation of the King of Kings. Now, what's the purpose of this presentation? One, to bring divine judgment. And two, to establish his righteous rule. He will judge and then he will rule. We find in point B several related scriptures there. I want to look at one. So if you'll go back up in your Bible a few pages to 2 Thessalonians chapter 1. You can read these others at your convenience. 2 Thessalonians chapter 1 verse 7. And to you who are troubled. Now Paul is writing to believers. And to you who are troubled rest with us. When the Lord Jesus shall be revealed from heaven with his mighty angels in flaming fire, taking vengeance on them that know not God and that obey not the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, who shall be punished with everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his power. So we are to take comfort in the fact that wickedness will not prevail. It will not rule. It will not have the final say-so. God will destroy it. And it won't be until after those people whom he destroys have had ample opportunities to repent. The long-suffering of our God allows for those who need to be saved to have ample opportunities. But when these people are judged, as they will be, it will be because they have chosen to reject the grace and the mercy of Almighty God. Thank God we chose to accept that. The Spirit of God spoke to us, and we saw that we needed to be saved and that we will never know the judgment of God. The Bible says it's a fearful thing to fall into the hands of an angry God. And when God reveals this time and Jesus comes in this judgment, it will be an angry time on the wicked. Wrath will fall. But following that will come the establishment of his righteous rule. In verses 11 to 15, we find the king of kings is described. In verse 11, we find his title. He is faithful and true. And I saw heaven open and behold a white horse and him that sat upon him was called faithful and true. And in righteousness, he doth judge and make war. So he's faithful and in true and in righteousness, he does judge and make war. When this happens, when this occurs in time, it'll be because there's nothing left that God can do. Having given mankind ample opportunity to be saved 
and they have chosen to not believe, to make a mockery of God in his righteousness, he will judge and make war. Verse 12 speaks figuratively, his eyes were as a flame of fire. He wears many crowns on his head. His name, he has a name written that only he himself knows. In verse 13, his clothing is dipped in blood. In verse 13, his name is the word of God. In reference to that, you can go back to John chapter 1, where John describes Jesus as the word of God. So if nothing else that we had, we know based on this one verse, this is the Lord Jesus Christ. And he's coming to present himself as a righteous judge upon the wicked. And last but not least, his words are like a sharp sword in their effect. Out of his mouth, verse 15, goeth a sharp sword that with it he should smite the nations and he shall, he shall rule them with a rod of iron and he treadeth the winepress of the fierceness and wrath of Almighty God. This is a great king that we're talking about, the king of kings and the Lord of lords. And we're not going to take time to elaborate on this, but I want to leave you with this thought. This is God's ministry here. This church, you, we all belong to the Lord. And this is the one we belong to, the King of kings, the Lord of lords. He is able to do exceedingly abundantly above anything we could ever think or ask 